Do you struggle with perfectionism? Do things have to be perfect before you dare put them out for the world to see? Well, my friend, this episode is for you. And let me tell you, you are not alone, but together we are going to learn how to get over our perfectionism and make progress on our goals. Welcome to the Course Creators Classroom Podcast. This podcast is all about the tips and tricks to writing a successful online course that will turn your students into raving fans. I am your host, April Bradford. Now let's dive in to today's lesson. Hello, Course Creators. Welcome to 2020. This episode is launching on New Year's Day. Can you believe it's 2020? A new year and a new decade. So today's episode is going to help you achieve those goals that you are setting. But before we dive into the episode, I want to give a listener shout out to Wigan19. Wigan19, thank you so much for your kind words. This is what they said. April does an excellent job breaking down the steps to create an effective course. She makes it relatable and understandable. Thank you for this amazing podcast. Wigan19, thank you so much for your kind words. It means so much to me. And I'm so happy that you find the podcast relatable and understandable because that is my goal. So thank you so much for taking the time to leave a review. I really appreciate you. If you want to be entered to win a $50 Amazon gift card, you too can leave a review and I would so appreciate it if you would because that's how the podcast gets shared. If you leave reviews, then iTunes shares it more. So I'd love it if you would leave a review and all you have to do is take a screenshot of your review, send it to me via Facebook uh, to April Alice Design Studio and you can be entered to win the $50 gift card. When we get 25 reviews on the podcast, then I will do a drawing for that gift card. All right, before we dive in, I also want to share with you, you need to mark your calendars. You guys, January 8th, one week from today, Cure Course Creation Overwhelm, my free three-part video series is launching. You do not want to miss this. I am walking you through the steps to create a course, the tools to create organization in your course creation process, and also the tech tools that you need to create your course. So you do not want to miss this. Mark your calendars because that is coming out next week. Along with that, I am also opening up the dates for Construct Your Course Workshop. This is a live interactive workshop where you learn how to write your course outline and it will be solid and ready to go and you will have the steps to create your course and it will be ready to launch in 2020. So those dates are opening up next January. Now these dates, those spots are limited. So you want to make sure that you are there next week when this opens so you can get, you can hold your place in a workshop for constructing your course. All right, let's dive into today's topic. Do you ever find yourself doing something over and over again to get it perfect? I know I fall into this trap all the time, all the time, even cleaning my house. I'll want to clean the house, but then I will be cleaning the bathroom. And then I notice that the cupboards are disorganized. So then I'll start 
organizing the cupboards. Literally, I have to tell you this story because my husband was floored that this happened. (laughs) So my family was coming into town for Thanksgiving. This was this year. They were coming into town for Thanksgiving and they have never, my sister and her family has never been to our house. So of course I want the house to be perfect so they can, you know, see our house for the first time. So my husband says, I will take the kids and we will leave for a few hours so you can clean the house. This is kind of my thing. I'm always like, I don't need your help cleaning the house. I just need to be alone. So if you'll take the kids, that's the biggest help ever. So he takes the kids and he comes back a few hours later and the house looks the same, except for my closet. You guys, I spent hours organizing my closet when I had family coming into town the next day. Because I struggle with this perfectionism thing. I was cleaning, my closet is in the master bathroom. So I was cleaning the bathroom and then I look at the closet and the closet had been driving me crazy for so long. So I literally spent hours organizing my closet. The rest of the house did get done later, but it wasn't, the floors didn't get mopped and things like that, but it was clean enough for them to come. So I had the perfectionism in my closet. And then I just had to make progress for the rest of the house. So it looked decent for them to come. But how horrible and embarrassing is that, that I, that I struggled so much from perfectionism that I cleaned my dang closet when I had hours of free time to get the whole house clean. Anyway, so I struggle with this all the time. When I take a step back and look at my need to make things perfect, most of the time it's an avoidance mechanism for me. So when I was creating this podcast, like when I was very first starting the podcast, the first three episodes that launched on launch day, I recorded those podcast episodes so many times. I wouldn't even get all the way through. I would say some, something, and then I would stop it and re-record, stop it and re-record. And then finally I was like, okay, I need to quit doing that. I can at least edit it. And then I edited out every little thing every little thing. And I have quit doing that because it took hours and hours and hours. And I'm human. I do say, um, and I do say so a lot. (laughs) And I do human things. We're all human and we're not perfect. And it's okay. I find that perfectionism can be my greatest procrastination tool. And it feels to me, it's so deceiving because it feels like I'm making progress and I'm doing things that are important, but in reality, I'm just hiding. I'm hiding from fear or hiding from not wanting to do something. For example, when I was cleaning my closet, it's because I had had a desire to get my closet clean and I really didn't want to go clean the kitchen because I clean the kitchen all the time. sounded boring, so why not clean the closet? right? So we, perfectionism is just a mask for procrastination. So remember that when you start thinking, oh, I need to redo this. I need to redo this. No, good is good enough. Good is good enough. Remember, good is good enough. Brooke Castillo, which I tend to mention a lot on this podcast, has a podcast episode where she talks about B plus work 
versus A plus work. And I was one of those students. It's funny because as I got older, my grades got better, but I was always an honor roll student. I wasn't a straight A student though. And I didn't have the desire to be a straight A student because I wanted to be, do other things. I wanted to be social. I didn't want to spend all my time studying. And I figured that in some of my classes, for example, math, which is so funny because I love math and I love teaching math. But in high school, I was like, you know what? If I just get a C, a C is passing and that is good enough for me. And guess what? It was. It was good enough. I graduated high school. I went on. I got degrees, right? It was good enough. I didn't have to be perfect. Now, I probably would have got more out of those classes had I gotten A, but it got me to where I needed to be in life without being perfect. So think about that. When you are creating something, is what you have good enough or does it have to be perfect? I am guessing that what you have is good enough. So I want to dive into this book that I just finished reading actually listening to called finish by John Acuff. And I will link to it in the show notes. The whole book is about getting over perfectionism and making progress and becoming a chronic finisher instead of a chronic starter, which I will tell you, I have been a chronic starter for probably my whole life. I chronically start things, but I don't finish them. So I'm going to share with you three key takeaways from the book that will help you get over your chronic starting and your perfectionism and make progress. And this, I'm sharing this with you because I see this all the time in course creation that we want it perfect, perfect, perfect. And so then things don't get done because we're trying to make the little things perfect. So apply this when you're listening to these ideas, I want you to think about how you can apply them to your course creation. And like I said, I highly recommend this book. If you are a notorious starter, but not a finisher, this book is for you. So let's dive in to the book Finish. Do you know the day that most people quit on their goals? Now we are on January 1st. How busy is the gym on January 1st? You can't even find a parking spot in the gym parking lot. But come mid-February, even by the end of January, the parking lot is not full. Mid-February, it's back to what it was before the new year. Why is this? Why do people give up? Why do we give up so much on our goals? John Acuff in the book says, the day that most people quit on their goals is the day after perfect. This hit me so hard because I was like, yes, it is so true. As soon as I mess up, then it's like, well, I messed up. Just throw it all in, throw the white flag in. I'm done because I messed up. I'm not perfect and I'll never get this. Do you ever find yourself doing that? I, John Acuff would not have written this book if we, there weren't many of us on the struggle bus here trying to finish our goals. And becoming, we're chronic starters instead of chronic finishers. So here's a quote that I loved from the book. He says, developing tolerance for imperfection is the key factor 
into turning chronic starters into chronic finishers. Chronic starters quit the day after perfect. So I'm going to say that again, developing tolerance for imperfection is the key factor into turning chronic starters into chronic finishers. Chronic starters quit the day after perfect. So we need to develop the tolerance for imperfection. I know I have fallen into this trap more times than I'd like to admit. I have been the one who has been at the gym on January 1st and come a few weeks later, I am not there. I have created a house cleaning schedule for my house. Like on Mondays, I'll clean the bathroom. On Tuesdays, I'll dust. On Wednesdays, I'll mop the floors, whatever. And I have started that so many times and quit because I didn't get Tuesday's chore done. So, well, now I have to clean the whole house because Tuesday's chore didn't get done. So that schedule's out the window. How many times do you do this? And where in your life do you do this? Have you ever heard yourself say the phrase, might as well? Acuff says in his book, this is the most dangerous phrase in the English language. It's the white flag of surrender. I know that I say this phrase more often than I should in any little thing. It's like I was saying with cleaning. Oh, I didn't clean the house. I might as well not, or I didn't dust the living room. So I might as well not do the chore that I had set tomorrow. Had I done the chore, my Wednesday chore, even though I missed my Tuesday chore, the whole house would have been clean except for the Tuesday chore, which was dusting. But instead it's like, well, throw that out the window. I might as well not do that. And we surrender so easily to the things that we want to get finished because we say these might as well and we weren't perfect. Remember, the day after perfectionism is the day that most people give up. So how can we get over this? Here are three of my favorite tips ACUF gives from the book to help us get past our perfectionism and make progress and actually finish our goals. This first one was my favorite. It was like mind blown when I listened to it. It's called Choose What Bomb. So he was talking about how his neighbor's yard is beautiful and the grass is green and there's no weeds in the yard and it just looks great. And he has little children. He's, you know, working, all the things that we all have. And he's like, you know what? I just gave up. I gave up on having the perfect green grass because I didn't have time and I didn't want to put my time into that. So I chose that bomb. That's what he means by choosing what bomb. What are you going to let go so you can achieve your other dreams? And I have found myself do this as well. My front house, the front of my house, we have a few flower gardens and they're pretty big but they have rocks in them as well, but they're starting to, they have weeds in them and they're just like little ground covering weeds and they drive me crazy every single time I walk by them. But I do not want to spend my time weeding the garden. And I will be honest, I have been embarrassed by the fact that we have weeds. I mean, literally they're not even that bad. It's not like they're like covering our windows or anything. They're a ground covering of weeds. And I am embarrassed and I think, oh my goodness, what are the neighbors thinking about our weeds? And honestly, number one, 
People are more worried about themselves. I'm not looking at my neighbor's house going, oh, wow, look at those weeds they have in their garden. No, I'm noticing my own. That's how we are as humans. And we worry so much about what others are thinking about us, but they're more worried about themselves. So that's, there's that for you. Think about that next time you're worried about something. But what Acuff says is when you choose in advance what ball you're going to let drop, you remove the sting of shame. So when you know, like, you know what? The garden's not going to get weeded. I have a course to create. The garden's not going to get weeded. And you already know that. So that sting of shame goes away. Or it's a lot less than what it would be when you are trying to be perfect and get everything done. Because then you see it as, oh my goodness, I'm not perfect. Look at that garden. It needs to be weeded. Look at my garage. It's a disaster. Those things, the shame is reduced or the sting, like he said, the sting of shame, you remove that when you know that you're going to let it drop. And you can hire help. If you need help, hire help. One of the, um, one of my friends on Facebook, Instagram, the other day she put on Instagram, she was kind of, the way she said it was kind of out of embarrassment. Like, oh my goodness, I have to tell you guys, I'm embarrassed to say this, but I can't get everything done. And I hired a house cleaner to come just like once. She just had them come once to clean her house so she could enjoy the holidays with her kids. And I was like, girl, there is no reason to be embarrassed there. I would be singing from the rooftops. Oh my goodness. I got a house cleaner and it was the best day of my life. There is no need to be ashamed when you ask for help. Why, why do we feel like we need to be ashamed of that? Don't be ashamed of that. Be proud that, yes, I'm working hard enough that I can hire someone else to do what I don't want to do so I can focus on what I want to focus on. That's actually a strategy from Michael Hyatt's book, Free to Focus, which I will be talking about on this podcast at some point. But choose what you want to work on and then let everything else go. Or if it's driving you crazy, like the weeds are driving me crazy, there's a 15-year-old boy in our neighborhood who wanted to earn money for his grandma for a Christmas present. So I talked to my husband. I'm like, why don't we hire him to come pull our weeds? It'll get it off of my plate and out of my mind, and it's helping them. When you're hiring someone else, you're giving someone else a job. So think about that. So choose what bomb. Choose what you're going to let go when you're in this process of creating your course and don't be ashamed of it. It's okay. We all have so much on our plates that it's okay to let things go. All right. Number two was make it fun. And he was talking about when he was writing this book finish and how he would go into his office and he had a favorite candle that smelled like Christmas and he would light this candle only while he was writing. He would never light this candle any other time. He would light the candle and that just made his work environment so much more fun and so much more enjoyable to be in. And it made me think about when I was a classroom teacher and I would go in to work on the weekends. I actually loved working on, I would go in on Sunday after I would go to church. I would go in on Sunday and work in my classroom because I loved the quiet and the solitude And I would also put on a chick flick, which I hate watching at my house because my husband always walks in and makes fun of it. And he's like, well, I can guess the end of that movie already. They're going to break up. They're going to get back together and they're going to get married and live happily ever after. And I hate when he says things like that. So I would go in 
And my room, my classroom had a projector for, obviously it was for learning and we would use it for learning. But on the weekends, I would put on a movie on the projector. I would get myself a Diet Coke and I would work. I would work in my classroom with the movie on in the background and it was enjoyable to me. I actually really liked it. So it made it fun for me and then it made the rest of my week nice because I was planned and prepared because I'd taken that time on the weekend, but I had made it so it was fun to go in. And the third thing he says is rewards. In episode 13, The Gift of Confidence, and last week, The Gift of a Plan, I talk about small wins and choosing what your small wins are going to be. So when you make your plan, what is your small win going to be for the week? When you decide on your small win for the week, I want you to also decide what reward will you give yourself? Will it be going to the movies, getting a pedicure or manicure, getting a massage, something as simple as going to Starbucks? If I still lived in the West where they have soda shops, I would definitely reward myself on a Friday afternoon with my favorite soda. They're like fancy sodas. If you do not live in the West, you are missing out on soda shops because they have fancy sodas. Mine was, my favorite is a Diet Dr. Pepper with raspberry puree and cream in it so good. And I would probably get a sugar cookie to go with it. That would be my reward. So what will your reward be? When you're making your plan, planning for your small wins, I want you to also plan your reward. So to recap here, if you want to finish something, you've got to give up the idea of perfect. We've got to keep going. Remember, chronic starters quit the day after perfect. Do you want to be a chronic starter or do you want to be a chronic finisher? And I believe we talked about this in the last episode as well, about a 1% getting better, 1% gain. And I know that comes from the book Atomic Habits, which I have not read yet, but I will be reading and I will share what I learned from that book here on the podcast. But even if you're not perfect, how can you be 1% better today than you were yesterday? 1% guys. It's that little. And those 1% gains, even though day to day, they're very small, they build up huge over the long run. Think if you make a 1% gain every single day of 2020 of this year, that's 365% better than what you started today with. So just a small 1% gain. And that's going to make you a chronic finisher. Remember, It does not have to be perfect. Give up the idea of perfect and think of progress. That's actually my, my motto for this year is progress over perfection because I know when I try to be perfect, I stall myself and I don't get to where I want to be and I don't create the dreams that I want to create for myself and I do not finish my goals. So the three tips to make doing and finishing your goals more enjoyable Choose what bomb you're going to let drop. Choose right now. What are you not going to focus on this year or in this season of course creation? What are you not going to focus on so you can focus on what you really want to focus on? Maybe it's the weeds like I said at my house. Maybe it's your garage. Maybe you are going to hire a house cleaner. What is it that you are going to choose what bomb you're going to let drop? Number two, make it fun. How can you make it fun? Just like Acuff did in the book. He lit a candle. I went into my classroom and I put on a movie that I listened to in the background. How can you make it fun? Maybe you get to go work at a coffee shop. Maybe that's fun for you. How can you make it fun? And then number three, reward. 
after you choose your small wins, plan your reward as well. So that as you're working throughout the week, you're like, yes, I'm going to create my small win. I'm going to get my small win so I can get my, my small reward. Um, I really like Rachel Hollis and I follow her on Instagram and she had an IGTV story. This was like a few months ago, but she was talking about when she had lost weight, she lost like 50 pounds or something a few years back. I don't know the whole story, but she was talking about what made it so she could actually lose weight. And she said that the difference, and this was also with her building her business and everything, the difference between this time at working and all the other times that it didn't working was how much time went from the time she gave up to the time she started over again. So are you going to give up on creating a course when you don't have, when it's not perfect and then you're not going to start over until November when you're thinking, oh my goodness, the end of the year is almost here and I didn't get my course created or are you going to, maybe it doesn't go perfect today, your plan doesn't go perfect today, but you're going to get up and you're going to start again tomorrow or you're going to get, you're going to go for a walk and you're going to come back and you're going to work for another hour today. Remember, things do not need to be perfect. The way to make progress, the way to finish, the way to accomplish your goals and your dreams is to keep going, to make progress and not perfection. All right, next week, I am going to be talking about keeping your course creation simple. That's another way that we can, when things are hard and we make them complicated, that's part of perfectionism, then we don't get them done. So I'm going to be talking about the tools to get your course online and how you can keep it simple. And remember, I'm specifically doing that because next week, Cure Course Creation Overwhelm launches and so do the dates for Construct Your Course Workshop. Okay, I will see you next week. I hope that you had a fantastic New Year's Eve and that 2020 is everything that you are hoping for. I will see you next week.